Luke chapter 15, beginning at verse 11. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and travelled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout the country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against you and of heaven. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said, To his slaves, quickly bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. Now this elder son was in the field. And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked, what was going on? He replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, listen, for all these years I've been working like a slave for you, and I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me anything, not even a young goat, that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. This is the word of the Lord. The question that I had for you this morning was, uh, do I have a seat at the table? Now, you, you may look at that table and think, do I want a seat at that table? Uh, what is going to climb up on me and... <laughs> make its home on me, should I sit down at that table? Uh, in many ways, that's the table that represents the younger son who's 
spent all his money on prostitutes and wine and partying. Uh, He's stuck in a pigsty. Uh, He's wanting the food that the pigs uh, were able to eat uh, just so that he might have food on the table. And so you'd look at that and you go, well, no, I don't like that outcome. I, I don't want a seat at that table. So how about another table? Uh, do I have a seat at this table? Uh, do, would anyone, has anyone got tickets on themselves? <laughs> do, does anyone think that they may be worthy of sitting at the royal banquet table? Uh, when Jesus talks about tables, he, he says, go, go and find the lowest seat at the table. That way, if someone comes to you and sees you, they can raise you up rather than experiencing the embarrassment of sitting in an important seat and being lowered down. Do I have a seat at this table? You, you look at the older son in the parable of the prodigal son and you would say, I don't think he believes he has a seat at this table. This may be the table that sits in his house, but the father never killed the fattened lamb for him. Uh, the father never threw a party for, for him. I don't think the older son really thought, I have a seat at the table. Now, you, you might look at this one and go, I, I could have a seat at this table. This is, this, is a, this is a great table. This is a, a table that might fit in a, a beautiful magazine spread. Maybe I could find a, a spot there at that table. But this is kind of a fictitious table. It's a table that doesn't exist. In my story, there's two tables, the table with the prostitutes and the table in the father's house. Uh, let me show you a video and let's see if you think you have a seat at this table. Expert advice, trusted by experts. Get the job done right first time at Mitre 10. Church is not sponsored by Mitre 10 this morning. I, I just I thought I'd tell you. But Father's Day is, is in many ways, it's a, it's a challenging day because I, I think all dads struggle with this question. Do, do I have a seat at the table? Uh, when, when you're a little kid looking up at a dad, you, you often look at someone who has, seems to have it all together. Uh, suddenly, when you arrive at being a dad, you realize that the dads aren't actually as far from being kids and wondering whether they fit in as you think they might be. Uh, I think for mums and dads and all of us, uh, we ask this question continually and have since we were young, do I have a seat at the table? Am I considered worthy of sitting at this table? Am I included? And so the, the question of, of insecurity is, is this mine? Do I have a seat at the table? Is a question that sits there for all of us. Am I included? Am I loved? Am I treasured? Am I important? Am I secure in the seat that I have? Uh, the, the younger son looks at the table and doesn't value what's on the table, so he looks for another table and discovers that actually that table is no good. The older son looks at the table and says, it's all mine, 
and yet somehow doesn't seem to enjoy it, and yet wants to hold on to it and say, it's mine, no, you can't sit there. I think in our culture that we live in, uh, we, we shoot down people and say, no, you're not welcome to sit at the table, you don't have a voice. And uh, we, we sometimes ignore the table. So the question, well, what's the table about? Which, which table? Uh, the table of significance, the table of inheritance, uh, our Father's table. You see, there's a, there's a table that all of us are invited to sit at where all of us are welcome. So when you ask, do I have a seat at the table, uh, I'm talking about a table that those who share the table with Jesus are inheritors of heaven. So think of uh, this uh, banquet table as a, as a picture uh, with the comparison being the best table on earth you will experience is like that table and not like this table. And so the kind of table that Jesus invites us to sit at in eternity starting now is the banquet table of heaven. That is, we get to experience what life and being included is really all about. And so for all of us, there's a seat at Jesus' table for you. And so then the question becomes, well, okay, if there's this good table, if there's a banquet prepared, if there's something great awaiting, how do I get a seat at the table? Who's invited? Who's got an invitation? Who's included? It's simple. How do I get a seat at the table? Ask forgiveness and eat with Jesus. It almost seems too easy that we're offered this opportunity by God to eat at his table, starting now into eternity. Who's got a seat at the table? Those who eat with Jesus. What's the table about? We're designed for relationship with God. And when we sit at the table, we break bread with God. We get to share in the life he offers us. Uh, in many ways, in the past, the church has made it complicated. You have to jump through hoops. Uh, you have to bow down. You need to do certain things. You need to look certain ways. You need to seem like you might be able to sit at certain tables. That's kind of the, the view of the older brother who didn't realize he had a seat. Uh, in many ways, people have gone and tried other tables and found that they're empty that is, there's an end to the life that they can produce. And so the table that we're invited to, to sit at in Jesus is a table where provision is endless and the inner parts of our being are nourished with completeness. Now, if you've never fully discovered that, uh, let me encourage you that the only way you discover it is by sitting at the table and saying, God, what is the bread that you have prepared for me to eat. Jesus, what is the bread that you want to share with me? And in that moment of eating with God, we discover a God who wants to meet us where no one else will and invite us to eat with him.